there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier. Thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. This episode is brought to you by Fiat. A remix just hits different. The 2024 Fiat 500e is no exception. Cruise city streets in style with an all-electric ride that's fully equipped with an available premium JBL audio system. Explore the all-new 2024 Fiat 500e at fiat.com. Fiat is a registered trademark of FCA Group Marketing SPA, used under license by FCA US LLC. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. He's been entertaining us on our screens for 20 years. From Little Britain to Britain's Got Talent, he's raised millions for charity. And to top it all, he is one of our most successful children's authors ever. And I'm so proud to say he's a friend of mine. Please welcome the brilliant David Walliams. Final boarding call for Mr. Walliams. Final boarding call for Mr. Walliams. That's David Walliams. David Walliams. David, please. Final boarding call for Mr. Walliams. Mr. Walliams. David! Get here now. Thank you. You look wonderful. (laughs) No, I don't. I look so fat. What am I going to do? You... (laughs) Do you remember you had a little chubby little face, didn't you? And you've lost weight now. Yeah, it was you only really 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was I... really from Little Britain's success starting and then me starting to go to restaurants, <laughs> expensive restaurants. I know, it's, it's an awful thing. And you start going, you never could afford to. I know. And then suddenly you're having three-course meals. I know. And then you Before just... you go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're sort of having a... Dessert, you think, well, I'm out at a restaurant for the fifth time this week. And, well, I'm here. I mean, I should try the dessert. I, I mean, I, I haven't know. had pavlova in 48 hours. So I've forgotten what it tastes like. <laughs> I mean, just the overindulgence. I know. And then alcohol, I mean, Tell it's me not a big it. thing for me. But, but that's a big thing often, isn't it? You're just suddenly yeah. drinking wine and... Because this is what I want to say about tasting menus. They make out that they are very oity-toity and you are really something if you... But you're drinking a different wine. With each course. That's like binge drinking Mm. and binge eating. You're telling me by the eight for moose bush after your eight (laughs) glass of wine. Oh, this is delicious. (laughs) No, it's insane. Anyway, listen. How does this start? We pretend we're on a plane. (laughs) 
do we? Welcome on board, Alan Air. We've got David <laughs> Walliams. Hello, David. Hello. Lovely to see you. Why did you choose Alan Air? There's so many of them. I know. Because um, I know you listen to the podcast it's, it's, and you know Oh, stuff. I, lo- I love them, but I never miss it. Um, <laughs> don't know where it's on. I don't know how you listen to it. I had no idea you had one, but you're a comedian, so you have a podcast. You and the podcast to. involves you enlisting well-known people that you know yes. to to come on the show. Yes. And then is the money shared with the guest? Or? No, no. <laughs> no, certainly no money. No money, I'm afraid. Um, no, but it's a travel podcast. We've yes. had great people on it. We've had Michael McIntyre, Ramesh, Tom Jones. That's wonderful. Luke Evans. How was Tom Jones? He was absolutely brilliant. He's wonderful, isn't he? He told us this, because it's all about travel. He told us about Acapulco, and he said, you know, he said, Alan, I, I took all my all my jewellery off and put it in a man bag. He said, and I swam out, and he swam out too far. And he turned to God, and he said, looked up and said, God, please, I'm out. I'm going to die. I'm losing breath. Please give me the strength to come back. So he uh, he heard this voice, and then he swam back, and he said, God intervened in Acapulco and got him back on the shore. I was shocked he had a man bag. (laughs) But isn't that amazing? He was really talking about his lovely wife, Linda, and everything, and his new album's brilliant and everything. It was really nice. And different for me as well, because I won't go, all right. I was just sat back and listened to a legend. A bit like what I'm going to do today. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I do like Tom Jones. He's just still got it, hasn't he? He's still so sexy. and I know. He's such a... Such a big deal still. And he came round my house as well, you know. And I said, we'll go anywhere, you know, because we want, you know, we wanted Tom, uh, Sir Tom Jones on. And then he came round the house. Sir Tom was just here. Well, he wanted in. to go to a normal person's house and see what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he's in the celebrity world, Alan. Yeah. So it's a treat for him. <laughs> Obviously, I do my research for this podcast. Of course. I do. I put in David Williams' holiday into Google. Some of the pictures that come up. What comes Do you up? always holiday with Elton John? Um, There's a picture of him pulling his pants down, showing his ass to Michael yeah. Caine. Was you on that boat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, a, sort of mo- a sort of streak of mooning took over. Because I think we went past Simon Cowell's boat and I mooned Simon Cowell. Oh. And, then, <laughs> and then it was then Elton wanted to moon people. But Elton just doesn't care, which is what's brilliant oh, about know, him, isn't it? Because he's, you know, he gets his bum out. But, but I, we were coming in to um, the port and there was a group, there was a whole group of people on a holiday on like a kind of tourist boat. And we were waving at them, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> and then I mooned them and thought it was really funny. And then I realised that there was a bank of paparazzi waiting <laughs> oh, on the shore because oh. it was Elton's boat. And it was oh, like, and those pictures shit. went all over like the sun or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, no, but you know what? Just... it's what people expect of me. So I mean, it's not surprising, is it? I mean... No, but I just got a shock because I thought, oh, you know, do a bit of research. You maybe with a bucket and spade, you know, no. you, that, and then it's just Elton's ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went for a lovely holiday on Elton's bottom. Um, no, but he's very sociable and he has a house in the south of France and he invites sometimes people to come and 
uh, stay for a few days. So oh. I'm, I'm lucky to have had that invite a few times. Well, so he's lovely. And there's a photo of us when we went to see him um, down in Hove. Do you remember up there? Yes, photo. I do. What, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I know amazing. what I it was. I know. Is it made... so generous as well. Yeah, isn't he's very he? generous with his time. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, he's raised... I don't know, something like half a billion dollars with the Elton Jane and his foundation or something. It's an amazing man, yeah. Amazing to pack that into a life, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I got that from the the movie, you know, and and also the book as well. You know, there's Mama Cass in there, Mm. Jimi Hendrix, and all these people write really from the past. And you're just like, wow, what a life. Ellen, Ellen, show us your ass. Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. I like a bit of culture, but you have to, if you're going for culture, you have to go with the right person. Mm. Because I did go to <laughs> India. I'm not going to say who with. And <laughs> she said, oh, well, we got there. The whole idea was of traveling India and seeing the Taj Mahal and the Lake oh. Palace and all that. And she, when we got there, she went, I don't like sightseeing. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> what we're going to be doing. Exactly what we're going to be doing. Um, I do like sightseeing. I like seeing different cultures. Mm. Sometimes people, if you get a guide or something, it can be quite funny. I remember being in Egypt one time and we were traveling along, me and my friend, and there was a guy in the guide in a car. And he was going, to your left now is what is uh, the best restaurant in Cairo. The name of the restaurant is TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it was I mean, that's what he said I'm not saying it was the best restaurant no, in Cairo no. but it was like yeah no TGI Fridays yeah, yeah. yeah. there's this, this one off the motorway in where I live um, and um, and so yeah I love I love different culture also in Egypt I remember I was climbing up have you ever been to Egypt been to the pyramids no Put my Paul went down the Nile and he said well, no, he never of he did <laughs> <laughs> Now, I love going on holiday with my Paul. He is the best travel companion. We spend the whole time laughing. It's just great. But he doesn't do any research. Oh, you should go on holiday. Leave I... Paul at home. Yes. And we should sightsee. And my Paul is yes. a bit of a rebel. And we were in India as well. And this museum says no photographs with a thing. Paul has never taken a photo of anything remotely cultural because it said... No photos. He, he decided started to... taking photos in front of the guards, and then we got he got arrested. Arrested? Uh, yes, and had to pay hundred rupees or something. Oh. But you know that's if <laughs> Paul hasn't had a good holiday unless he's been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, he, he... loves Midnight Express. You know, he's <laughs> always hoped that's what how all holiday would turn after. But I remember I was. But this it... is someone who slapped a mannequin at Las Vegas Two Swords, Madden Two Swords. Wh- wh- whose mannequin was it? Um, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Well, I understand that <laughs> Nicholas Cage's hair has been so weird for so long, just isn't it? Trying to knock it off. Just, every time you see him, you go, "What's going on with the hair?" Don't you? What's What's today's story? A bit like John Travolta. It's like, is it the wig today? Is it the plugs? Is it bald? What's going on? Yeah, but I was in I was in Egypt and I was cl- clambering up. Was it in the pyramids? And there was you could clamber up this little t- little narrow tunnel. It was completely dark, and I was clambering up that tunnel. I just heard this noise. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> oh, no. spotted me no. and shouted a little Britain impersonation. That was Anne, wasn't it? Yeah, and everyone... <laughs> I remember being in Egypt and all the people 
going, uh, are you English? And you're going, yes. I go, lovely jubbly, lovely yeah. jubbly. And you oh. go, yeah, we haven't said that in England for a while, to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you. Um, but I, yeah, I love travelling. I like But you want a guide, don't you, really, who doesn't go into too much too information. Too much detail can be really, really boring. It gets boring. My, my thing is, I think there should be holidays where you can go back in time. Because when you see an old movie, you know, like a kind of Murder on the Orient Express or something like that, don't you think, oh, I just love to travel back in time yeah. where everyone was dressed beautifully and... I know, because you criticised me because I had jogging bottoms on and quite a stainy top. But I will, yeah. <laughs> well, you've been wearing that for the last week. I mean, that's right. Um, no, and I, 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 I like... I like the idea of some glamour of travel. I was yes. very disappointed when I went to Las Vegas. Yes. Because all, for the first time, because all the images I'd seen in Las Vegas, being a sort of fan of mm. like 50s and 60s music and stuff, was, you know, tr- um, Frank Sinatra at the Sands Hotel and everyone's wearing like dinner suits and stuff. And I was thinking, oh, I wonder if people are going to be really well dressed in the mm. casinos. Cut to Americans <laughs> with buckets of beer and flip-flops and shorts at midnight. I know, yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be glamorous. But very mm. few things are glamorous anymore. Tom Allen did this podcast. And he was absolutely he brilliant. And me and him, we both left. We were having not a tough time, but just like <clears throat> growing up in suburbia. I was, he, was in, he was in Bromley. I was in Northampton. And we both went at 19, got a ticket to New York. And we were after Glamour. And we were really surprised that it just wasn't what we wanted. I mean, our own in- ignorance and innocence, thinking that we were going to be there. Which sometimes we just want a bit of Glamour. I know. And you wanted to be like, I remember going to New York for the first time when I was about 20 and going to the Chelsea Hotel and obviously yeah. wanting to think you know obviously Andy Warhol had died years before but yeah. sort of thinking oh I want that version of yeah. the Chelsea Hotel and you go and it's just a bit of a dump and you go oh, well, oh. they're trying to knock it down or well, convert it into flats aren't oh, they really yeah because I mean that's got is it Leonard Cohen Joni Mitchell's got an, and all of uh, Velvet Underground isn't it and yes and um, P- P- um, Patty Smith yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, I don't think listen I don't think Joni Mitchell I think she was quite a clean girl wasn't she um, Sid Vicious died there imagine that trip advisor um, don't review tell, <laughs> don't tell me he's died as well <laughs> <laughs> you just want to go in the past you live in the past um. <laughs> hola Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier. Thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. This episode is brought to you by the Weather Channel. It's suggested that brands avoid using sound effects in podcast ads. And remember to speak in a chill tone. Well, here's a suggestion for everyday life. Tap into the Weather Channel app. It's loaded with insights that help you manage your allergies, breathe easy, and use your outside voice. What in the weather are you waiting for? Be a force of nature with the Weather Channel app. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Have you ever been on the Orient Express? No, but I'd love to take my mum and dad. I, well, yeah, I, wanna, I wanted to take my mum and then I couldn't because I booked the trip and she went on her own because there's a trip to Bath you can do oh, on right. it. But I would like a longer trip. I think the really beautiful one is meant to be, I think you can go from Rome to Venice. Oh, like that. So that is my dream. And there's yeah. another one. You can go at Machu Picchu on one. On an Orient Express, that's what it said. Where is Machu Picchu? In um, it, Peru. Peru, right, okay. Well, I'd like to do that as well. We hope you can't do it. We, but we might turn into the Peru too, if we do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and end up in a Peruvian jail. Yeah, I know. With a, with a, with a, was it called a top knot or yes, something? Yeah, remember, and everyone was more intrigued about the hairstyle than the <laughs> <Yeah>. crime. <laughs> I love people. Oh, did you say disgusting? I know her hair. (laughs) (laughs) No, so quite an interesting story, actually. There's a new documentary on uh, the BBC iPlayer about them, actually. And it's quite, yeah, it's a very sad story in a way. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be paid £5,000 for smuggling a million pounds worth of cocaine. (laughs) To my mind, it doesn't seem like the right amount (laughs) of money, does it? I mean, for the risk of going to prison for 15 years in Peru. Yeah. Oh, 5, <laughs> oh, well, well, no. <laughs> I can sort my hair out now. <laughs> um. Bonjour, Monsieur Rallians. Um, bonjour, Miss, Mrs. Rallians. And welcome to the L'Express d'Orient. You know, if you want glamour, I bet you've been here. Palm Springs, Melvin's. It's where they invented the apple martini and Frank Sinatra got married there. I've never been to Palm Springs. Oh, it's I would great. love to go to Palm Springs. Yeah. I went to the Harry's Bar in Venice. Oh, yes, that's Where classic. the Bellini was meant to have been. Oh, OK, Venice. all right. And that's a very glamorous place. I think sometimes also, when you, I live in London and you sort of forget sometimes just to pop into like a London hotel because they're yeah. still quite... You know, if you pop into Claridge's or something and have a drink, and anyone can walk in and have a drink, yeah. as long as they don't mind paying £15 for a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> but, you know, anyone can walk in, and I think it's one of the few places which is still kind of properly, actually yeah. quite glamorous and beautiful looking. But I just wish people dressed up a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do. I know you're scowling at me now, but I do wear a jacket. I will wear a jacket. No, you're, you're very well dressed, but I'm just saying when you go out to restaurants and things yeah. like that, I sort of just wish people... It does break your heart when you see a sign, no flip flops please and you're like really (laughs) really you have to say that no i like um that's why i like going to somewhere like italy because people are very well dressed if you go to like rome and you you get up on a sunday morning you see all just people families sort of parading around and Mm. they're just it's like a tradition i think and they're all wearing their nice sort of overcoats and jackets and dressed up really nicely and just sort of parading around and looking at other people Mm. dressed up nicely it's a wonderful thing to see but we don't see much of that in in England, we see people with um, football fans with flares stuck up their ass quite a lot. Yes, but not not mm. people dressed up <laughs> in the way that we'd like. Imagine going into a restaurant with a flare up your ass and saying, "It didn't say, only said no flip flops." <laughs> <laughs> you were born in Wimbledon. Yes. Where do people, where do kids in Wimbledon go on holiday? Did you go on holiday as a kid? Um, yeah, I was like you. I think the first holiday I went to a campsite in France. The yeah. First holiday abroad. Um, we also went to Swanage. Oh yes. And we stayed at a little guest house. Oh. Um, me, my mum, my dad, my sister, and there was a 
a basset hound that bit my mum on the bum. <laughs> which is Never not wonderful, funny. Wonderful, yeah. And um, <laughs> also, there was this... Um, my mum and dad would maybe go out for dinner or something and leave me and my sister in the room. And they had this sort of baby monitor thing so they could hear us. And me and my sister, we thought we were on the radio because I'm going to hear us. And we'd be doing, like, jokes and singing, like, Ten Green Bottles and things like that because we thought we were on the radio. So Swanich, I've got um, happy memories of. Day trips to Brighton, That's which nice. I really love. And and then the first trip abroad was to a campsite in France, which I sort of just vaguely remember. And then we went to some places in Italy, a place called Senegalia. And I remember... It was my birthday, and you know that song, uh, the Birdie song? Yeah. That was somebody played it on the piano so I could dance to it because it was the only song that I liked. You know, when you're young. Oh, so, what songs do you like? I like the Birdie song. That was it. I suppose it was the Gangnam style of its day, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Because yes. Um, my son knows that song. He's eight years old, so he knows Gangnam style. Yeah, we just had we had nice times. And I started to, you know, like Italian food, obviously, mm. pizza and, and pasta and ice cream <laughs> mainly. Um, but our people there are super friendly. So I always feel like I always want to go back to Italy because people are really friendly. And you they're make family friendly as well. Yeah. You know, they will pick up the chug. Oh, Bambino yeah. and all that. And, yeah, yeah, well, I remember taking Alfred, my son, to Sicily when he was a baby. And and there were all the waiters making such a fuss of him. Mm. Not like, oh, we've got a baby in the restaurant. Ah, like, yeah. oh, the little prince. What would the little prince like? And I was like, oh. This is so magic. You know, you yeah. made him feel really special and made us feel not embarrassed yeah. that we've brought a baby into the <laughs> restaurant. Because when you have a... when you ha- I mean, it must be like you for, with Paul. You know, when you bring... Throwing <laughs> <laughs> food around. I've yeah. wet myself. <laughs> um, no, you know, you feel a little bit embarrassed. Paul, take that flare out your ass. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, they make a real fuss of you. And I remember going to a lovely hotel called the Hotel Splendido, Ooh, which is nice. in Portofino, which is one of the most beautiful hotels I've ever been to. And I was filming with Luke Evans, who I know have been on the show, Gemma Arterton, Adam Sandler, and Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Murder Mystery. Yeah, Murder Mystery it's called. And then Jennifer and Adam took us for dinner at the Hotel Splendido. Um, when we were filming Portofino, and and Cher was there, so we all met <gasps> Cher as well. And Cher was with this lady called Laurie Rodkin, who's a who's a jeweler. And Laurie Rodkin said to Cher, um, "Oh, this is David. He's a, he's a friend of Elton's." <laughs> and and Cher went, "Well, thank you very much." <laughs> <laughs> What do you what do you think what do you think was said? It was like I didn't know what to say after that. I was like, right, it's a bit of a conversation stopper. Um, but it's one of the best, and it was. Is I'd also been there uh, when I was married, and it was like our wedding anniversary. And they were like, we can. What would you like for dinner? We can make anything you like. It's sort of wonderful, oh, isn't yeah. it? They really like looking after you, and they really take pleasure in like the waiters all beautifully dressed, and it's like a a really great job for people yeah, there yeah. isn't it and so there's real pride in it and uh so yeah i could see myself one day i think you know living in italy i would really love to live in italy because uh i don't speak enough italian but i just think it's such a yeah. wonderful country because i like going to france but people are not as friendly in france they no. can be friendly but yeah, just in yeah. italy i think they make such a point of it yeah and then I don't know, it's such an amazing culture isn't it the 
you know, the, like Fellini movies and, yeah. and all that, the fashion. You want the glamour and you get it there, don't you? And mm. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to take a bad photo because, you know, they, they, it's just some of those towns up on those hills. Mm. We had the best time in Tuscany. It's just, you couldn't take a bad though. photo. And I look quite good in the photos for some reason. Mm. I don't know whether it's the sunlight. I don't know whether. But honestly. You're happy. What? You're happy. That's what it is. That's it. Yes. And I think when you're happy, you always look great in a photo. Oh, that's a good thing. God, I must be miserable looking at my Instagram feed. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been disappointed with a place? Now, we're not throwing anyone under the bus. You don't have to name it. But Amanda Holden, she hated Cyprus. Not because of anything Cyprus, but she was caught in a tornado. And from some of right. the photos, all her clothes got blown off. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she, she said nothing about side, but she was just caught up in a hurricane. And she also fell off an inflatable thing and broke her leg. So we're not saying let's all slag off a country or a town, but have you had a time where... Where have I been disappointed? I remember, you know, when, when you go to a hotel, they always say, uh, did you enjoy your stay? And yeah. even if you had the worst time of it, oh, yes, it was marvellous. <laughs> we'll like be that. back. Because you're British. <laughs> but one time I experimented with the idea of, of not saying it was marvellous. I was in Australia and we were touring our little Britain show. And we were in this hotel in Melbourne. And you know when you've been on stage, it's like you're not desperate to get up early in the morning. But I always like to go downstairs and get the breakfast. Mm. And it was one of these breakfasts, like breakfast is served till nine. <laughs> and I remember getting down there about sort of 8.55 and they were like already clearing <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the food away. And I was trying to sort of taking it out of my hand and everything. And so when they said, did you enjoy your stay? I went, I went, well, I, I just got to say, I don't think you should take the breakfast away. Susan <laughs> looked at me like I was a bit mad, really. And it just, it just immediately sounded so petty, like I was sort of just someone who liked piling their plate high at breakfast time and couldn't bear having it taken off me. Um, so that's the only time I've ever complained, I yeah, think. Yeah. And I immediately regretted it because I thought I just sounded yeah. awful. Excuse me, Mr. Williams, it's 8.59. Give me that fry-up now. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have... A whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! At the UPS Store, we want to make this summer the summer of shipping, Summer Shipalooza, so you can start crossing items off your must-ship list, like the vintage film camera your college kid needs for class, or the vase you told your mom you would send her ages ago. And with our pack-and-ship guarantee, your items arrive safe or we reimburse you. So stop by your local store today for everything you need to be unstoppable. Visit the upsstore.com slash guarantee for full details. Available at participating locations. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. But if that was in Italy, they would have said, what do you want? And yes. made you a lovely omelette that would have been delicious. 
I know. I a know. bit of a sweeping generalisation. I know. I know. Not, not all Italians are. But you, you get the impression. That's why. Yeah. I've been to some places. Um, Nine uh, o'clock. Shit. That's not, that's not a lie. Er- that's too early. It's too early. Because you want to lie in. Yeah, well, you've been on stage till 10 o'clock at night. It takes a while Signing to get autographs to till one in the morning. Of course. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, we did actually like doing that, actually, after we toured. It was quite... It was... It was quite fun, but I remember we were in the town. I think we were in Leeds or something, like, the whole week. We were doing Little Britain, and mm. some people came every night to get our mm. autograph. And then it was, like, the Saturday night, and we had to travel somewhere else. And this girl, who'd been there every night and met us, like, mm. five nights in a row, said, are you signing tomorrow night? And I was like, oh, I don't think we can, actually, because we, we've got to get, um, got to drive straight to Blackpool or something like that. Oh, like that. <laughs> Disappointment. It's like, well, you've met us five nights around. Yeah. I don't know what more. As if your you autographs want... evolved into something. I, I don't know what more you want us to do. I mean, is it, does it, is it not getting boring for you meeting us five nights in a row? Because I like meeting people at the stage, all, but you're not at your best. You know, sometimes I'm so knackered, not in a wanky. I am so tired, but I am. And you, you almost get a lesser version of what you are on stage. Yes, and you're a I bit, know. And I can did feel you enjoy people it? are probably a bit disappointed. Dis- Disappointed meeting you sometimes. There is they... something about that Barbara Streisand, Tina Turner, where they go, you don't mm. see them, and I like that because I always feel I f- it's not because I'm being aloof. I always feel like I'm just such a disappointment, and they mm. sort of want the show to carry on, and you're like, well, I'm absolutely knackered, and they're making jokes, and you're like, oh no, I'm pooped. But I then know, you think, oh, we need miserable off stage. I've been doing jokes for two that's, hours. I think and that's I'm... where everyone says it, don't they? <laughs> but also, I think there's a weird thing when you see someone who's been on stage, you just keep keep on when they've come off stage, you keep on just staring at them, <laughs> like kind of in awe, and you don't really know what to say to them, <laughs> and so it's kind of embarrassing, isn't yeah. it? Who have you gone backstage and seen, and it's been exciting? Um, Celine Dion. Wow. Yeah, that was a uh, that was amazing. Did with you Adele, go with, with Adele. Adele. Oh, yeah, with I was, Adele. Wondering, I was wondering when she was going to get a mention. I wish. My mum always wants to go backstage afterwards, <clears throat> and then she often flirts with the actors. Like we went backstage <clears throat> to see Jude Law, who just done, done Henry V, and he was like getting changed. And he had his shirt off, and he said, oh, "I'm sorry, uh, I'm not dressed." <clears throat> and my mum went, "Oh, don't mind me." <laughs> <Like that. laughs> It's quite good when you get to a certain age, you can sort of flirt outrageously with people, can't you? I think she's actually flirting with Jude Law. Well, you're like me. You like to take your mum to things. And I took my mum to the ballet when just on the, when I started getting a bit more famous and stuff. And you get these tickets to see these amazing things. My mum's never seen a ballet or anything. I said, mum, there are going to be celebrities here. Do not approach them. Do not talk to them. Or engage with them. Well, of course, two wines later, she's grabbing at Rod Stewart's mullet. (laughs) Rod! Rod! And who's that one who was, um, what's he called? Wolfie. Who's that actor who played him? Do you remember? Oh, Robert Lindsay. Yeah. Robert Lindsay comes down the aisle. Wolfie! (laughs) (laughs) At at the ballet. I'm like, Mum! Yeah, but the thing is, I think that people are normally really nice to mums. Yes, yeah. And, um, and so my mum, it's not as embarrassing as your mum, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she 
I find that whenever I bring her to anything, it's actually a great thing because actually people are really happy to meet your. Is this your mum? And they, oh yes, yes. and they and they they're super super. We must uh, get friendly. you a signed program and all <laughs> yeah, that, and yeah, it where you don't yeah, want to ask because yeah. you'd feel a bit eggy. And it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Rod was lovely. Just turn around. You're right, darling. Yeah, like, I think oh, he's really Rod. good like that. My mum is a big Rod fan, mm-hmm. and she's got to meet him a few times, and he was really nice. And I've got a wonderful picture of her and him cuddling. Yeah. which is the most marvellous thing because it was like her whole life had been leading up to this moment because mm. my mum had all his records and mm. and she obviously, for him, she was his, she was her Harry Styles or something like yeah. that, you know, to yeah. mean, sex and we still looks great. Yes, 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 yes. I know you're bored to the back teeth for talking about your swimming, but listen... Because it is a travel podcast, when you look at what you've done, you've swam places that people would get a ferry or an easy jet to. So yeah. it is quite valid. Now, this might be a silly question, but when you're going down the Thames, do you see any of the Thames when you're looking around or do you just get your head down? Um, do you, you ever go, oh, I might come back here? Oh, definitely. Because um, it was really beautiful. Before you get to Tennyson Lock, you're swimming basically through the countryside. When you mm. get to Tennyson Lock, it's really London then. Yeah. But up to that point, is and all these amazing houses along the river mm. and pubs and restaurants and things like that. I kept on thinking, I need to come back to all these places. Oh, so you did, yeah. And so it was lovely. And actually, I re- that was the challenge I enjoyed the most because people came out to see me because they, you could pretty much guess where I was going to be. Yeah. And so whole schools came out, whole towns. Oh, nice. It was really, really magic. And... um and very beautiful as well. I think I did it in a sort of September time. Yeah. And so the weather was pretty nice and the the river wasn't too cold. And, uh, and oh, yeah, I just got so well fed as well. Mm-hmm. And it was one of these things where you could eat. You really couldn't eat enough yeah. because you were burning so many calories a day. And so lots of people baked cakes and things like that and brought them and I could oh. demolish them whole. <laughs> it was the most wonderful thing. So I would really like a challenge like that. Where I could eat sort of 10,000 calories a day mm. again. That's what I'm looking for. Because you don't comment relief that I've said this before, so people, fans of the podcast, will know this, but they asked me if I would do a challenge. Of course, you know I'm not very sporty. And Should I we w- do one together? Oh, God. But where, well, I wouldn't mind doing one. On a tandem. We... That would be great. That would be fun. Alan and Dave's tandem adventure. And if we're going <laughs> up a hill, stick a flare up our ass. They're cycling from Hammersmith to Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> With a flare <laughs> up their arse. It's like the Red Arrows. <laughs> well, they like... I think the thing is, when when Sport Relief started, it was it was sports people doing stuff. And, of course, there's not much jeopardy because you expect sports people yeah. to be brilliant. What yeah, they yeah, do. yeah. But comedians or, you know... Well, comedians, may, I mean, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to skip round the M25. And they said it would be um, a hazard because people would uh, run. run. (laughs) (laughs) No, people would stop and look and cheer. Thank you, David. Well, I think that's quite a good one. But let's think about it. Let's have a think because I need to lose weight. Well, why don't we do Strictly? Same sex. That is, no, that... but one of us has to be a dancer. I am a dancer. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> the birdie song doesn't count. <laughs> um, no, because that's a great way of losing weight, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they look amazing and they're I know, afterwards. I know, I know. Well, you've got to dance all day. 
Yeah. Also, yeah. Bill Bailey's set the set this bar high now. Yes. He won it, didn't he? Funny and good at dancing. Yeah, you know, because I, 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 I wanted to be sexy, but you know, but I know I will be the Anne Whittacombe. You know, I will be the one dragged around the floor dressed as a matador. But I want to be sexy, and I went to Buenos Aires, and we you know when they dance in the street. Have you ever been there? No. They genuinely dance in street tango in, and you're just oh, really? like, you're like, when I go home, I'm going to learn how to tango because this is so sexy, and of it course is. you pull. Into Heathrow, and you're looking out Hounslow, and you're like, maybe I won't bother. <laughs> but you know, they've got the cobbled streets there, and the red wine, and people are cheering. Oh, it's sexy! I know. I wish I could dance whenever I see people do it because whenever I dance, people laugh, <laughs> even if I'm not trying to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And so I have to go with it and pretend it was a, a joke the whole the whole time. You dance with my auntie Betty at our uh, wedding. She still talks about that to the day. Mm-hmm. She is the talk of Blue Water, you know. She, after the dance, she became pregnant, didn't she? <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird to get pregnant through clothes, through, through a conga. <laughs> no, she was wonderful. I like, actually, I like dancing at weddings because you're not being judged at weddings, are no, you? No, no, and no. And I like dancing with my son or with my mum or something like that. Yeah. That's fun. But, yeah. Um, my dad used to dance by just um, waving his hands around. That was his dancing, <laughs> oh. like that. He didn't actually really move. It's just his hands move. <laughs> oh, I've never forgotten that. But it's that thing of some a desire to want to dance, mm. and then when you get there, a com- a realizing a complete inability to dance. Yeah, that's what happens to me every time I see a dance floor. I go, "Oh yeah, I want to dance to this." Oh no, I've just yeah. forgotten I can't dance. Lionel Blair taught me how to cha 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 once. Well, I'm sure he did. <laughs> Listen, it's not up there with your share and Elton John anecdote, <laughs> but. <laughs> We should yeah. talk about dog-friendly hotels. Now, how many dogs have you got? Is it, have you got Bert and have I've, you got Ernie? I've got two dogs, yeah. Bert and Ernie. And Bert mm. has travelled a little bit. Yes. Because when me and my ex-wife first got Bert, um, we didn't have our son then, and we took him on mm. a couple of trips. Um, we took him to Italy, um, which was really lovely. And we also took him to Montenegro. And Bert fell in love in Montenegro with this dog. We were staying on this... Um, hotel which is it's basically like a kind of island and then there's a walkway to get to the mainland and there was this stray dog this female stray dog that was on the mainland and Bert was obsessed with this dog and occasionally we would lose Bert and he would have escaped from the hotel gone into the mainland so he could be with this dog and they just spent the whole time just licking each other and stuff like that it was it was the most wonderful thing he was just completely and, and utterly in love with this dog and this dog seemed to be in love with him <laughs> and it felt really cruel to drag him away because I just thought yeah. it's like dragging some you know in, he was basically in the throes of passion well, it's like and Lady we, in the Tramp give him a bowl of spaghetti they'll yeah, be like and then kiss I know him. it was the loveliest thing to witness and I thought oh he's just totally totally in love and so he has to escape from us and go and meet her you know at night and stuff like that oh. it was the loveliest thing but um, it was quite nice tra- travelling with, with a dog we but... took Bev to Saint-Tropez and she went to Saint on Sank. Oh, really? There's a great picture of her wearing like a, a hat where like Joan Collins wears laying on a sun lounge. I don't think some of the other people were so pleased. But it looks pure decadence. I mean, yeah. for an Irish setter. And she's got this lovely ginger hair like Rula Lenska. And <laughs> she 
you. Like, sometimes it's nice to take them. And they act a bit differently abroad, don't they? It's like yeah. they know they're abroad. I think they're a bit, yeah. And and people generally make them feel welcome. It's in, it's in the UK, animals are not that welcome, are they? But I feel like, well, yes, just I don't the, know what they're expecting to happen when you bring in a, a dog. Yeah. I mean, they just dogs just sit under the table, don't they, when yeah. you're eating and stuff like that, and they just fall asleep. And yet someone with flip-flops can walk in. You know, wearing Daisy Jukes and a stained T-shirt. Oh, please, here's the seat. And Bev, Bev's clean. Bev is a clean dog. But I'd like to travel with my dog more because in if you're American, you can have this thing, you, it's like a service dog. Yeah. So if you sort of suffer from anxiety mm. or something, you say, oh, my dog helps me with anxiety mm. and I travel with this at all times. And you, I think you can take them on a plane. But in, in, with you in the, in the cabin. Do you know about this? Oh, I'd love this. Yeah. I mean, two Irish, they're quite big dogs, so Irish set her. And you clearly see she is not a service dog (laughs) when she's helping herself to a panini (laughs) from someone else's plate. (laughs) So, yeah, I've travelled a little bit with my dogs, but now I tend to leave them at home um, because I think the dog was a substitute child and now I have a child and now I take the child away. And and looking after a child is enough because when you have a child... Mm. Obviously, I love holidays with my son. They're the best holidays in the world. But it's not like a holiday used to be. There is no point taking a book that you think you're going to read (laughs) or anything like that or think you're going to do a little bit of work or anything like that because you are spending the whole time with your child, which you love. Of course. There's not a dull moment. There's not a bit where you're just lying on the sun lounger and it just doesn't happen. But I love, I love taking my son away places and Aww. you know him having a nice going to restaurants and things like that because it's something you do more i think when you're on holiday than you do, than i do in london yeah. i don't normally take him many to restaurants really it's not much mm. need you know because children when they're young they they eat their food and then they immediately want to get it down and do something else yeah 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 and so you don't want to you ain't having a tasting menu are you with kids no. but isn't it nice though like um well, you, you do it with your kid, but I do it with my mum and my family. Take them to places that you've enjoyed as well, and so they can see it through their eyes. It's got to look at me being deep, but you know what I mean? It's true, isn't it? Yeah, I like taking my mum away as well. <laughs> She's had a, a really nice time on some holidays, and it's lovely sort of returning, you know, re- sort of returning the favour. And I'm in, I want to take my mum to Venice because it's her favourite place on earth, and she used oh. to go with my dad, and my dad passed away about... 12 years ago and um, so I really want to I've booked once or twice we've booked and not been able to go but I really want to take her back to Venice because it's her favourite place on earth but I took her to um, a book festival in Italy and I'm trying to remember the name of the town it will come to me so I took her for the for it was about three days and there were nine cathedrals or there were nine churches in this town and we had to go and visit every single one because my mum likes churches. Yeah. And but on the way to the airport, there was a Ferrari museum. <laughs> and I said, we've been to see nine churches. Do you mind if we just pop into this Ferrari? <laughs> well, how far is this place? <laughs> like, you've dragged me around nine, nine churches. Nine? In, in, in two or three days. Yeah. And uh, and so that's the only thing when you uh, take an elderly person, yes. you might have to end up doing what they want to do and not doing what you want to do. Because I was meant to take my mum to Florence because of COVID, we couldn't go. Because I love Florence, I and, go, Florence and Venice, I, are my favourite places. In the autumn to Florence, oh. maybe we could do a mum's trip. We could probably get a series out of it. Yeah, we bet. Channel Five. Yeah, Channel Five. 
Well, they do caravanning, don't they? Yes. With Cleo Rockus and Leslie Joseph. How long have we got <laughs> until we're basically doing barge holidays? <laughs> or, um, yeah, Oh, I love that barge one with Prue. Oh, Prue! Which she hasn't, <laughs> she hasn't tethered it up properly. You know I mean? The carnage on a barge. Oh, Prue! What's the time? <laughs> How old do you get until you just get asked to do things about, like... Steam Railways. Or Marigold or, Hotel. That yeah. We will holiday together when we're 18, the Marigold like, Hotel. Yeah, I know, I was really... You've turned into Miriam Margulies. Oh, bollocks! <laughs> I was very I'm upset. John Inman. <laughs> I was upset when they cancelled Last of the Summer Wine because I was thinking I was really looking forward to doing that. Yeah. Um, well, you're in, more golden girls, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I actually liked the, the Marigold Hotel show. Yeah. I liked it. It was Britt Eklund and one of the Chuckle Brothers and a few other people. I loved it, actually. I really liked it. was really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Britt Eklund. <laughs> You might not have an answer to this, but I know you're a real big James Bond fan. Do you ever holiday and go to places that are for James Bond kind of thing? Like in, in Octopus, it wasn't that in India? Because when yes. I was there, that's where the cut, they filmed I, it. I went to the Lake Palace and to the hotel where uh, Octopus was filmed. And I asked to see Roger Moore's bedroom at oh. the hotel and they showed me it. But I've always wanted to go to this place in Sardinia. Because the first Bond movie I saw is The Spy Who Loved Me. And they go to this beautiful hotel called Cala Volpe in Sardinia. And, and so I saw the film when I was about six years old. And ever since that moment, I've always wanted to go to I still haven't been to that hotel. I booked to go this year, but I had to cancel yeah, because, of of, because of all the um, problems with traveling. But I'm desperate to go there. And I would love to do a show which is going round Bond locations. Oh. It'll be a wonderful thing. Yes, yes. I mean, yes. for me. No, no, I, I, no, I don't, no, I. Don't. I mean, whether it's a show, I don't know, but it would be a wonderful thing mm. to go because they do have these amazingly glamorous locations, and that, and that was a time, you know, when those movies came out, especially in the sixties, people didn't travel very much, mm. and so it was the only way they saw the world. What about and, Goldeneye in Jamaica? Yes, I have not been there, and I would love to go there, mm. and I'd like to see Noel. Cow- Can you see Noel Coward's house there? Is it is it open to the public? I, I think know. it is. The trust is there, and it's not called Goldeneye. What that's that, that obviously that's Ian Fleming's. What's his called oh and well, yeah golden eye was Ian Fleming's. i think firefly was, firefly was yeah. Noel coward's yeah. there is an amazing Noel coward story did you know that rex harrison was famously rude it's one of my favorite favorite stories and it's so funny and that a fan was coming up to rex harrison asking for his autograph and rex said, get out of my way get out of my i just need your autograph i've been waiting out here for hours get out of my way and the fan was so annoyed he slapped rex harrison and then Noel coward said a rare occasion of the fan hitting the shit. <laughs> <laughs> this was no coward of the funniest people who ever lived to go on that. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your pilot speaking. If you would like to put your trays up, put your seat in an upright position and pop on your seatbelts. We are about to fly into Italy. I hope you've enjoyed flying Alan there. Mojito or mint tea? Mint tea. Thong or sarong? Never worn a thong, but I want it. Okay. Amazon Prime or Amazon Hike? Amazon Hike. Honeymoon Sweet or Hammock? Honeymoon Sweet. Local Tuck or Foreign Muck? <laughs> foreign Muck. I like Foreign Muck. <laughs> okay. And then tip them or fuck them 
which is basically you've had good service all week and you're like, shall I bother tipping them? No, I won't see them again. Fuck them. Do you leave tips? I fuck them and then tip them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, David, for flying Alan Air. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. I feel that we have a travel series in us. Listen, either doing that, either the Marigold Hotel... We're not there yet. Or or the James Bond, if you want a bit of eye candy. Uh, You could could come as the Bond girls. You could dress... I could come out of the sea like (laughs) Ursula Andress. You'd throw me back in, but I could come out. (laughs) Um, No, but it would be a wonderful thing to do. Us and our mums... Listen, on the yeah. Orient Express. Yes. Let's hope there's not a murder. <laughs> Thank you for flying Alan Air. Well, that's the end of season one. We'll be back later in the year with more fabulous guests telling us all about their travels. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to subscribe, do. And we'll see you later in the year. Thanks so much. And remember, life is a beach.